welcome to the MUFG Global Market Podcast with SM Common, Head of Commodities, ESG, and Emerging Markets Research Email. It's Friday, 19th May 2023, and in this week's podcast, SM discusses the current bearish mood in crude oil markets. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only, not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Essen, we are turning the attention on global oil markets this week and whether the current pessimistic tone that has led to a near 15% sell-off year-to-date may continue. Can you offer our listeners the current state of play? Thanks, Simi. So yes, big picture, it's been very bearish year to date for the global oil market, with demand apprehensions stemming from the US banking turmoil, debt ceiling risks, recessionary fears, and financial scarring through low liquidity dominating the market. Now, some context here. Statistically, we find that US banking stress, which we proxy using US bank equity prices, as well as the recent OPEC Plus cut announcement, together explain much of the daily Brent crude oil price action over the last couple of months. Now, in addition to US banking stress and US debt ceiling risks, weakness in Chinese industrial data and falling distillate cracks are also fueling concerns about demand to a degree. Now, critically, we don't believe that US regional banking stress, weak Chinese industrial data, as well as falling distillate cracks are harbingers for contractions in global oil demand. Indeed, the market consensus is for only an average of around 0.2 to 0.5 percentage point growth impact from bank stress as large banks remain quite well capitalized. And this month's payrolls data does confirm US job growth remains quite strong. Now, breaking down into the data further, while global industrial activity is quite weak, the PMIs also suggest that services activity is expanding quite rapidly, particularly in China as well as elsewhere. And beyond this, while outsized return responses to macro fears explain the bulk of the sell-off, headlines about elevated oil supply in Russia and Iran, and fears about limited OPEC plus compliance have likely weighed on oil prices too, though we see these concerns as quite overdone. So on NetSimi, demand apprehensions have certainly weighed on crude oil prices thus far this year. But for the reasons we just mentioned, we do believe that it needs context, as some of the factors are not harbingers for the weakness in physical crude oil demand. Thank you, Essen, for your insight. So with that context in mind, what is the outlook for the second half of the year? So, Simi, whilst we caution that above-average developed market recession risks skews the risks to prices to the downside, we still stick to our view that the gravitational tilt is to the upside in terms of prices for the second half of the year. And that is primarily premised on our view, which is increasingly shared by international energy agencies and market consensus, that the oil market will return to sustained deficits from June onwards, given accelerated growth in emerging markets, particularly China and India, uh, Russian oil decoupling and lethargic US supply. And these forces, together with severe OPEC plus cuts, in tandem with tight micro, micro fundamentals, that is 
thin spare production capacity and acutely low inventories amid a dearth of structural underinvestment, in our view is set to drive prices constructively higher by the summer with contributions from a recovery in long-dated prices and especially a further strengthening in time spreads. And with this, we anticipate Brent crude prices to rise to average $92 per barrel in the second half of the year. Finally, Essen, any thoughts on what the crude oil market may look like in 2024? So, Simi, yes, in coming months, we expect the oil market to start focusing on what lies ahead behind the second half tightening thesis. And for now, our initial estimates for 2024 balances do not show much tightness. In fact, they show modest oversupply. And this is primarily driven by two key factors. First, we expect demand growth to slow down, given that this year is likely to mark the final moment when all demand benefits from a return to normal after COVID. And so our base case in 2024 is for China to have reopened, the pace of recovery in aviation will likely slow down substantially, and the rest of the world is broadly operating as per normal demand levels. And second, we expect part of the recent OPEC plus cuts to be reversed in the first half of 2024. And so net-net, we expect all demand growth to slow down next year as the tailwinds from China reopening and recovery in aviation will mostly be behind us. Whilst on the supply side of the equation, the recent announced OPEC plus cuts uh, formally run only into the end of 2023, which when taken together points to an oversupplied market next year. Thank you, Essen, for your great insight. Thanks, Simi. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the MEFG Global Markets Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. Contact your MEFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from our Global Markets Research Team.